0: Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is Mark. I'm actually just checking um, some audio here. Test, test one, two. I'm looking to make sure that I'm not over speaking my good buddy, Nate. Uh, It's hard when you're you're, uh, recording on two separate locations. One day the dream is to be in the same studio together, and that is the dream. And uh, until that day, you know, we'll just do what we have to do. But we're so glad that you're watching on YouTube. Thank you for those watching on Spotify. Thank you for those listening. not Well, not watching on Spotify, although you could watch on Spotify. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for secretly watching. To all of you who watch but do not subscribe because you don't want us to know, I know. And uh, I'm glad you're there. And we recognize that without us, your week would be less of a week. And we are so grateful for your secret silent support. So yeah, anyhow, Nate, it, it, we are not just recording oh day after recording like we did the last time. It's actually been a week at least Over um, week. Since, uh, since we talked. So um, it's Wednesday morning and it's raining and cold here. Uh, and I left my coffee at my house. So I think I'm gonna just sit here quietly. Thank you for that, Nate. It's Uh, lukewarm, so it's not even that good anymore. Well, mine was from Dunkin' Donuts, so it already was. Already was. And it's not getting any warmer now, but anyhow. Have I ever showed you my Ember coffee mug, Nate? This was my uh, birthday present from my wife. This is an incredibly expensive, overly expensive coffee mug, but it is, it is a smart mug, so when I put my coffee into it, I can use my phone to set the exact temperature that I want it, and it will keep the coffee at that temperature. And uh, it's amazing. My one what's complaint a good temperature: uh, A good temperature for me is 135 degrees.: Oh, it's just short of scalding. Um, <laughs> But the optimal temperature for brewing coffee so that you don't release too many tannins into the coffee is 185 degrees. Starbucks brews theirs well above 185. And then which is why and plus they burn their beans, they do it on purpose, but whatever. Um, Dunkin Donuts brews their coffee less than 185 degrees. In fact, I think they freeze brew their coffee because it's never hot. Um, But if I make it at home, I have a coffee pot that lets you set the temperature 185 degrees, but then keep it at 135 so that the whole time that it's sitting on your desk, the steam never stops rising up off of your coffee. Mm -hmm. Oh, so nice. So nice. But anyhow, I don't have mine, so I'm mad about that. Mad about that.
1: Sorry. Do you want us to pause? I can just ramble for a little bit while you run across the street.
0: No, because then it would take me like 20 minutes to stop breathing heavily after running across the street. (laughs) Right. I'm trying to go back to the gym, like I'm not trying, like I'm literally going back to the gym and uh, I had back surgery. So I've used that as an excuse now for the last few years. And uh, I do have to modify what I do. and I'm trying to strengthen this, the muscles that they cut around my spine. But so now I'm just doing just machine lifting only. And there's going to be some gym rat that's like, that's the worst thing to do. I know, but um, I'm, you know, I'm just so I can control the motion and there's no sudden, you know, imbalances or whatever. Um, So I'm trying to, I'm going back to the gym and I'm trying to get in shape. And one of the things that kills me is cardio. It's like, I am so daggone out of shape. Just screwed. So that's my life. Give me something positive, Nate.
1: Well, we just have to dream. About a day you mentioned at the very beginning about uh, being in the same studio, yeah, and uh, what well, keeps me going, Marcus, the thought of the the hideous private jet, and uh, we can <laughs> yes. have a studio on board the jet, and then we can have one at each of our mansions wherever yes. we live at at that time. Yes, that way, you know, the people are going to need this, and yes. you know, God's servants shouldn't fly second class. No, that's right. No, they shouldn't fly coach. We definitely And, know that. you know, I heard American Airlines is doing away with first class coming up. I mean, so there's going to be a lot of preachers who are going to feel the call to go to Delta. Absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I mean, I'm in favor know. of doing away with first class. What about you? I hate those. Never people. sat in first class. Yeah, that's so. why I'm in favor of it. I hate those. That's people. why. Yeah.
1: Well, and usually the flights I've been on, I've only been on one plane where when I walked by first class, I was like, okay, I don't know what it would cost, but that would be worth. They had their own pods, yeah. huge plane. It looked amazing. I'm usually on the American Eagle ones with three on one side, two on the other. And then first class is just an extra five inches or whatever. Right. Um, so, but I, I'm a man of the people. So, you know, they want to put me back by the bathroom. Um, it's fine. I mean, I pay less money to sit with the common folks, not because I'm broke, um, but because I'd rather be around the people.
0: And also because you're broke. And because. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I actually like, so if I had my druthers on an airplane, it would be aisle seat next to the bathroom. Like, I literally don't mind being next to the bathroom because there's nothing worse than being stuck in the middle between two bathrooms. And every time you try to get up to go, someone else. You know, while I am stepping down, someone else steps in before me. I have no man to get me into that restroom. It's so frustrating. And like Jesus is saying, do you want to go pee? And like, yes, but every time I'm trying, someone else goes before me. And, you know, I'd love a miracle. Um, and so I love to sit next to the, an, an aisle seat next to the bathroom. And um, I don't know. I love airplane bathrooms. There's something cool about them. I don't know. I just yeah. love them. It's that blue water. At least people have a strong sense of humor in society, so like yeah. that never goes bad for you, right? People know no. how to laugh; they know how to they know how to have fun. I mean, this is a happy, jolly society that we live in. So, yeah, um, so that's good, and it's gotten better throughout the years. Oh no doubt, last, last
1: six years especially, the country yes. has really lightened up.
0: Yes, no I'm glad you noticed that. Anything. Yeah, you know
1: it. It's just. It's been a great place to live. Yes. Um, yeah. You know, it just uh, there's no virtue signaling anymore.
0: Nope. I mean, because wouldn't it be bad if you had to worry that every little thing you said would be picked up and be and someone would be offended by it? I mean, can you imagine? Right. <laughs> I'd be who would want to live in a world like that? Not right. Me. There's ramifications for
1: everything that you do. Yes. And Good. when you make it where you can't joke about anything or expose topics or. Right. Um, you know how how are people going to learn what to say and what not to say right. because there's no um we've all had things growing up where we thought we were being saying something um helpful in the moment when in reality we were making a fool of ourselves and someone had to come along and teach us yes um, that's not how that works no so um i think i think that's it's it's a frustrating thing, not that we want a society where kids are walking around telling everyone that they're fat or right or or whatnot. But if you're big, I, I deal with weight issues from time to time. It's something that you can't hide. Um, certain things you know you can hide, other things you can't. But even last night we were doing family pictures and my stepdad's a big dude. I mean, he's six four, he's a big, but he's also overweight. He's he'll watch this, he's not gonna. And he sometimes he'll make jokes about it. So as we're doing the family pictures, the the lady that you know uh, is taking the pictures asked, "Did everyone get the poses that they want?" And and my stepdad's like, "Oh, you <laughs> forgot one with me without my shirt on, you know." Like right. A, now, if if someone like you had said that, would it have been funny? Yeah, kind of, but it would have been more of a creepy funny, right? Where when you got this guy that's six four and 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 you know, well over three hundred pounds. <laughs> it's just it's funnier right where you've got to be able to bring a light to certain things and um you know for those watching this you may not be able to tell as much i don't know how the camera view goes with uh with my setup here i have a double uh i have a cleft lip you know um that's gonna get brought up from time to time (laughs) you know
0: yeah (laughs) so that's that's how did i not know that man it's barely noticeable yeah yeah
1: we landed on the moon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no way. Yeah.
1: So, um, but with that, you know, you'll have times where people will say things to you and, and you know, now as a kid, did people make comments where it went too far? Yeah. Cause they were kids and it was a right. teaching moment for teachers to say, Hey, we don't make fun of that or we, that's not how society works. But um, I also can't be so sensitive to the point where I can't laugh at myself Correct. Or right. you know, and Mark, I people probably don't know this, but you have a similar,
0: uh, um, yeah. My yeah. dog has
1: what you have, so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I have this. I have this. It's called a hemangioma. Um, I had to learn how to say that, but you can mostly see it on my lip. But it literally goes all the way up inside my the entire my jawline. It's and so because it's just an overabundance of blood vessels. So if I'm if I'm doing anything that requires physical exertion, which is for me, anything after I stand up, then it like balloons up. Like I've got this wad of tobacco in my mouth um, or bubble gum or, or whatever. Um, and I've gotten used to it, but, um, but yeah, people pointed out there's no way of getting around it. You might, so you got to laugh about it. Well, you don't have to, like, you could get mad about it. Like yeah. waiting for, you know, um, I think it's, uh, I forget which which, uh, media personality it was that's pointed it out recently, that the way society is right now is they do the most outlandish things possible physically, and then get mad at you for noticing. Yeah. Right? Like, let's just take something simple. Like I'm going to get purple hair. Like I'm going to color my hair purple. And then if you notice, how dare you? Like you did it to be noticed. Right. But then if you notice it then how dare you it's just kind of so but that if you have a physical deformity something that is you know you have no control over um you still have a choice to be good humored about it or or not um i haven't always made the right choice yeah well you were saying
1: like when i made the joke that i made people may say why would mark laugh when nate said it about the dog you had some lady say that to you right like yeah
0: Yeah. She's like, oh, you have a hemangioma. I said, yeah. And I started to talk about it, but she, she's just like, I know what that's like. My dog has one of those on his tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Like, wow. No wonder you feel this connection. Thank you for that. I don't, I've never felt an instant connection. Can I meet your dog? Maybe we're related. I don't know. Oh my goodness. Um, So, I mean, that's, so, you know, from the title of this episode, I think we're going to call it The Karens Are Coming, but I think we wanted to talk just about about humor. Like, first, has anybody seen it lately? Like, where did it go? And then, you know, know, maybe how to regain some of it, how to know when it's gone too far? Um, Should Christians even utilize humor? Um, I think it's so widespread, uh, but I'm going to let you... Why don't you kick us off on this topic and let's see where we go. I don't think Christians should
1: use it at all. We try with it. Just don't read the comments. Okay. Anywhere anymore. Mm -hmm. That's where, and and I, I have to think Mark, some of these comments of people online, they're, they're, they're not real because people can't be this stupid, but social media is what seems to run our world where all common sense is gone. We're huge on virtue signaling, um, delivering for the job that I deliver. I can't tell you how many stores I go to that there's still signs everywhere. Like wear a mask when you come in here. And I'm thinking, oh, man, then my trainer's like, hey, you're a delivery guy. So, you know, if they get really upset, leave it at the door. But you walk inside and no one's wearing a mask. Right. And I'm like, okay, why are we doing this? Maybe they're a national company and it's based out of California, so they feel like they have to. But, yeah, what makes us feel good about putting something on the outside of our doors when on the inside we have no desire to follow it? It just drives me up a wall, yeah. which also leads down roads of hypocrisy. And we're all that in some way or another. But speak for yourself, you know? Yeah, <laughs> this is true. I'm sorry. Um, I'm speaking to the masses, not to Mark, yeah, not to so, me. Um, I'm speaking to the masses, and then with Mark, I'm speaking to the asses. So <laughs> I, I'm. <laughs> so again, if you're offended at what I just said, maybe Mark will bleep it out. Maybe not. Who? Maybe knows? not. Uh, but what I'm trying to just convey is, you see, Christians, I'm a King James who, guy, <laughs> who can't take any jokes. Right. There's nothing out there that is any type of, of, of any of humor or the ability to pass on. And John Christ is a comedian that uh, usually people on the more of a conservative Christian level, like, cause he's not super dirty. Doesn't really cuss or anything like that. And what he does, but he had talked about before about when telling a joke, he's like, I know I've gone too far when I would be afraid to say something in front of the person that I'm joking with or about. Yeah. Um, and you know mark when you were in college how many presidents did you have for your five years that you were there uh four four so i was there for two um and i had two presidents um some of the guy at that school was there for two years some of the guys that went when i went i believe they had four and four or at least had three and four um for some reason the college president job was not one that people wanted to have be tenured in. I don't know no, why evidently not. Yeah. I mean the church seems beyond free. me. Yeah, it's yeah. beyond me. I mean that there wasn't any crazy rules that you had to enforce. The budget nope. was limitless. Yeah. Um I mean it should boss, have been a
0: perfect gig,
1: right? Yeah. And your boss was a national figure who was just a lovely human being. Yeah. And so, you got to use um, the word president before your name. Right. And they would give you an honorary doctorate because yeah. you have to be a doctor. It's if the quickest be- path
0: to one. Yep.
1: I mean, so I don't know what the problem was. No, but one of our college presidents, I made a joke with online, um, and I actually I won't give away who helped me because I was in the process of riding in a truck, and so I kind of had it formed out, but I needed some help to get it over the top. If you only um, had a friend that could help with that kind of, if thing. I only had a friend that could help with that, mm. but they me. would do a thing at our college. This is actually shameful, where they would take. They would, at times, go through our vehicles and take our cassette tapes. So this is that era. True story. Here's the saddest part, right? That we had cassette tapes. That we had cassette tapes, number one. Number two, we thought we were cool because we had old people music in our cars, (laughs) right? Like Gold City. um, Kenny Rogers. Yeah, Kenny (laughs) Rogers. I mean, just horrendous music. All right. That 20 year olds are listening to thinking that we're cool because we have a gold city tape conveniently hid. But when we went into chapel, we forgot to hide it in the proper spot. Trusty right. rusty compartment way down. Anyways, so and they would, while we're in chapel, send one of the staff guys who was so godly, he didn't need to sit in chapel and raid our cars and take all of our tapes. Yep. Now, one of the presidents that we had to his credit, he said, if you want them, you can have them back. Right. Here's the problem. <laughs> it's a double edged sword, right? He's he's saying you can have them back, but you would have to go acknowledge the fact of that was mine. That was now, my day. He may not have held it against us because he genuinely was like, this is crazy right here. Have this back. Like, what are we doing? We're taking all these kids money as it is. Let them listen to old people music and think they're cool. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, so. Anyways, that president is now the pastor of a church in North Carolina. He is having greater vision come to his church for, <laughs> I mean, the joke writes itself. It writes
0: itself. Yeah. So
1: when I saw he posted greater vision was coming, I put in the comments, hey, if you still have my cassette tapes, could you get them autographed and send them back to me? <laughs> now someone would say. That's mean. That's harsh. That is something that I would say in front of his wife, his children and him. Absolutely. I'm literally just poking fun at something that even he would probably look back on and go, yeah, that was a bit over the top. And that's why I tried. And he even in the comments made a joke back and said, hey, just remember, I was the guy that gave them back. Right. Like he's like, you know, because he doesn't want the full stigma. Right. (laughs) <laughs> of the other staff guys who took the tapes and kept them for themselves. Traded them around. Um, yeah, who traded them around. It's like, hey, did you see what so-and-so brought? So um those are jokes There, if you can't joke around and have a good-natured fun, why are we even here? Yeah. Right? Like, So I think that's where we're trying to get at, Mark. Absolutely. Is, before we share the Perry Noble thing. Um, why can't we laugh anymore? And why can't we joke? I mean...
0: I think, I, I, think, I think part of it is, it's part and parcel with why we're getting rid of statues and everything else. It's this desire to eradicate the past and pretend like it didn't happen. Because if it didn't happen, we're not part of it or we're not linked to it yeah. or whatever. But you know, when someone did something stupid in the past, and they acknowledge it as stupid, then you might as well laugh about it. Now I'm not saying every bad thing that happened in the past is fair game for a joke, but a lot of it is like we, we all did some really stupid things in the past. And if you can't laugh about it, it's just part of, you know, erasing it or pretending like you didn't do it. I have a lot of respect for someone who can make fun of themselves. The fact that someone somewhere maybe might get offended, then I'm supposed to get offended for that imaginary person and be the humor police. And we can never tell any jokes that are anything about the past or the present. If someone might get offended. And I just, I think that humor, I mean, humor is how we deal, right? I mean, people like Robin Williams, without a doubt, one of the funniest men that has ever lived. I mean, I, he is, the man was a comic genius, super dark past, yeah. lots of pain. And he helped an entire generation of people laugh. And when he came to his tragic end, people's hearts were broken. They wept when he died because he made them laugh. Yeah. Humor is a gift. And it's one that is being taken away from us um, and nowhere more so than amongst Christians. Like Christian people can be the worst about this. Um, What say you?
1: I agree 100%. And I mean, I, I
0: don't know.
1: You know when someone goes too far when they're being mean and hateful. Yeah. And, you know but there is a way there's only a few ways to open up somebody where they'll actually listen to you yeah um you would have to be super good looking and highly talented um humor I'm, I'm good so one. far yeah I'm, yeah, I'm you're, tracking you're I'm so with far. you um humor would be one or then some sort of emotional connection as far as a, a, a natural experience yeah um Dude, people should listen to every word i say let's go ahead and just acknowledge the fact that as far as to make the first category, you got to be in probably the top 1%. And I'm not talking about, right. You know? um, Yeah. You know, she's the hottest girl at a 40 student Bible college. I'm talking about, (laughs) (laughs) I'm talking about, you know, just miss universe, whatever. Okay. Those are things that you, most people are never going to attain on that level right people listen to beautiful people but only truly beautiful people yep um so you're beautiful to me nate thank you that's because you know who i am um we have an emotional connection mark that's the other one it's your heart where you've got to have something in common that draws people together. Right. But just because you have something in common doesn't mean that the person will know how to emotionally deal with it at the right way. Right. Some people I have a lot in common with, but the way they deal with their issues is not a healthy way that I would want to go down. And so we're not going to connect on that level. So someone has to be broken, but also healthy. How do I use that? And I would say humor is one, um, you know, where, if if you can start to laugh if i can get you to laugh then i'm mm-hmm. going to get you to listen to me now yep. i don't intentionally i think i think humor is also a gift where you either have some level or you don't because the guy oh, who's a stoisher sure. you know he him trying to tell jokes it always ends badly or if it is funny it's because he was so bad at it you're just laughing in general yes so yes. but humor is a tool that is absolutely needed to where it draws a reaction out of people. Now I, I'll, I'll share this story, Mark, for a it to you, before we get into the Perry Noble part, but um, they have a new system where I work that is for the drivers that have been there a long time. It's very frustrating because it used to be, this is your area. Here's all your packages. You design your route and you go. Okay. So for these guys that worked there for years, they loved it because they would know the tricks of the trade. They would know where to go, what to do. Well, now, there's this system that tells you here's all your stops, which could be anywhere all over town, but also here's the order that you're going in. And the order sometimes is absolutely bonkers. Instead of a minute and a half between stops, it'll send you to a town over back and forth five times in a row. It's oh, just an okay. algorithm as you have to fix itself. It works great in the city, but not in the country. well, one of the guys I was having lunch with him and here's why I'm telling the story. It was me and two other guys. We were having lunch uh, on our break. And a guy goes, yeah, did you see that? It was, um, it was so-and-so is the big wig at the company. And she said that this is her baby. And you know, that's your baby. What are you bragging about? That thing was born with a helmet and he's licking all the windows and all the walls. and everything. <laughs> okay. And he's telling this stuff. Well, all of a sudden, he looks over at me and then he remembers we've only known each other for a short time. And in the process of knowing me, I made the reference to tell me about your wife and kids. I have an autistic special needs son. So in the middle of him excitingly telling this great joke about this baby's kid, licking the walls and eating a helmet, he goes, well, uh, I, I know you said that you had a, um, uh, a son with some disabilities. I, I'm not trying to uh, uh, equate um, this lady's kid with your son at all. And it was just this, this constant and i looked at him and i said listen man i know you i know you don't mean anything towards my son it's just a joke it's fine move on with your life like don't yeah. don't think you just made the gravest mistake because if he would have went too far i think it would have been okay for me to you know later on one on one say hey look you know as you're telling this joke around someone else may have a disabled son and when you said this phrase it went too far but overall everyone gets what you're saying and no one thinks you're mocking the disabled people. Right. right? I mean, um, now some may disagree with me and say, well, you can't joke. You can't do whatever. Listen. All right. There's jokes that I can make involving my son that maybe you or somebody can't, but do you know what it's like to try to help an 11 year old in the bathroom? And all of a sudden you turn the wrong way and your entire hand is covered in crap. Okay. You're gonna have to deal with that somehow. And Gotta I like to make it somehow. Jokes. Yep. I like to make jokes. So yep. <laughs> not at his expense, but involving the situation. Yep. Um, you know, so there, take that away. Crap on the hand, Mark.
0: I well, <laughs> I think as long as there has been humor, there's always it's just the nature of everything that sometimes someone's gonna go too far. Yeah. But you know, we have these. In, especially internet, internet Karens that have decided that all humor is too far. That yeah. that because, because somebody somewhere is crying, it is not appropriate for someone somewhere else to be laughing. And I was thinking about this, you know, biblically this week, getting ready for this episode. And I'm like, you know, Jesus said, I don't know if it was Jesus somewhere in the Bible, God said to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you know, how all that worked. He said, to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And they're not necessarily the same people. So like in the same week, you could be both rejoicing and weeping with different people. So like know your, like know where you are, like know the people that you're in front of, but that it's not wrong for me to go to a birthday party and tell some jokes and have a blast, even though I know that the person I just came from talking to is heartbroken because, you know, their wife was just diagnosed with terminal cancer. She's facing death and I'm having a good time celebrating life over here. But yeah. it's different situations, right. you know? So I'm not supposed to go and just, you know, be insensitive, but the, but the fact that I'm talking about making jokes, even jokes that might have to do with death at a birthday party is not is not in itself wrong i mean no know your group know where you are but this thing of you know just because someone else somewhere might feel bad about what you just said doesn't make it a wrong thing to say we need humor i mean literally our society is starved for permission to laugh at things like nobody can laugh about anything and but everybody secretly wants to laugh about about things Like, you know, there was a, you know, that I just, I just admire people who are like, I'm not going to let those, those naysayers and Karens stop me from, stop me from saying something true or something funny. Because I believe that if lap, if, here's the other thing I thought that if a merry heart doeth good like a medicine, to quote the King James for you, if laughter's good, If the Reader's Digest had it right, that laughter is the best medicine, who do you give medicine to? Right. Give it to sick people. And if our current society and many of our Christians are right, you're never allowed to give humor to sick people because they're sick. Don't you know they're sick? This is not the right time. But No, it's exactly the right time. Humor is helpful. Now, if you give too much medicine, you can kill somebody. I got that. We all understand that humor can go too far. And hand to God, I have gone too far a lot. But do we want to be in a society? Do we want to be, do we want to be Christians, you know, with the joy of the Lord, supposedly, and we're just afraid of humor because someone somewhere is going to think I went too far? I, right. I don't. I don't. Um, we have an example of this. Do you want to share it now? We um, an example of this with uh, uh, Perry Noble, which some may some may know and may not. Now, let me see if this is actually gonna. There's nothing. Yeah, there's I'll
1: give say. I'll give Perry's backdrop for a minute.
0: Yep, um, go ahead and do that while I'm pulling this up.
1: And I will also say, Mark, as you're pulling it up, you're you're so spot on. And humor has a way of pointing things out where somebody that knows the joke is going in their direction can also fix and, and reassess. And I yep. think that just, and I know we eventually want to do an episode on some level to kind of delve into some political, not to give a viewpoint, but to be like, hey, this is what we're dealing with in the church too. The hideousness, let's find a way to address it. But I genuinely think that if the country was allowed to laugh and joke around, I don't think the last two presidents we would have had.
0: That's and correct. Yeah,
1: people can shoot me for saying this, but the jokes that you could make about Trump were just limitless and nonstop. Yep, the yep. left made them so much that they became unuseful because they went too far and they weren't. They were no longer trying to educate; they were just being mean. Mm-hmm. But then, what happened on the other side is, is now we have a man. We went from somebody who was competent but very arrogant to somebody who seemed to be a nice man. But I mean to say that he doesn't have cognitive issues is an absolute embarrassment. The man right. can't even speak. He can barely eat an ice cream cone. I mean, he, you know, I deliver in nursing homes. I've been in nursing homes quite a bit for different jobs I've had. He deserve he should be in some level of of help, okay? Yep. Is he that bad off? Maybe that's too far, but because nobody could make jokes about the crazy things he was saying when he was locked in a basement during COVID. Right. We somehow got the guy elected and now look at what we're paying for on the other end. Yeah. Um, and it's nonstop. And because you can't make jokes and address some of these things, every time he says something foolish and crazy, people on the other side of the aisle will, you know, we either have to go back and mock or we can't acknowledge what's right in front of our faces, which is an absolute disaster. Yeah. Right. Yep. Um, So that's why humor, you can't do away with it because it'll help address things or at least make you think and your head will start to spin as he made that joke. There was some truth to it. And those are the best jokes that make you think yep. now getting to the Perry Noble thing. <clears throat> Perry was a mega church pastor um, in Anderson, South Carolina. I believe he started the church became or that blew up and he was kind of like a famous uh, guy, biggest church in the Southern Baptist convention at one point or at least fastest growing, I don't know, whatever metrics they use, it was like a big thing. Um, he was, he's always been edgy, um, but at some point, the fame, and, and he even talked about it. at one point, I'd watched him somewhere where he couldn't even go to the grocery store in his own town. Um, people were putting his address in the papers and what he made and where he lived, and people will sometimes show up at his house. It, was just, it got too much for him, mm-hmm. and he got into alcohol. Because of that, at one point the church fired him, he went to rehab in, in Arizona. Um, has said just crazy things said about him. Well, now he pastors in that same town again, and the church he pastors is called Second Chance Church. Yeah, I like that. Perry Perry is a very edgy, um, he's he's not for every Christian because yep. with what he went through, he doesn't really he's not speaking to the person who's never suffered anything, he's speaking right. to the guys right. like me who feel like um, you know, they've been tossed off to the side and there's a second chance and there's a plan for you. Or he's speaking to people that have so far away from God that he's letting them know that, you know, God is at their level and wants to seek them. And don't worry. I speak your language because I've been thrown away too. Yeah, All the friends right, that I have right. want nothing to do with me. So he, he now pastors this church and he's pretty edgy, um, but I think it's who he is. I think it's genuine. Well. October is Pastor Appreciation Month. For those of you that don't know, um, I would almost encourage everybody you... in
0: my life didn't know that.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, <laughs> I would encourage you wherever you go to church. If you go to a big church, the deacons probably already did some special package or whatever. But no. just a five dollar Starbucks card, a note, or whatever would make a huge difference because of. The years that I was pastoring, I would say more not than was for sure. Um, I got nothing. And it's and that's really what you were me. in it
0: for, right? And that's right. Because you got yeah. it for the Starbucks card and- for the
1: Starbucks gift card. But I mean, it it is when it's an appreciation month. Yeah, it's stupid. But, you know, just to reach out and say, hey, pastor, thanks for whatever you do, or just a note or something makes a big deal. So yeah. he, Perry made a joke. Mark's going to put it on the yep. screen, right. I, I believe. Yep, um, And I, I'll read it. Um, And he says, happy pastor appreciation month to the devil. If, if it were not for you, none of us pastors would have a job. And while I'm at it, I also want to thank you for the things you are responsible for like cats, the checkout line at Walmart and Nancy Pelosi being the speaker of the house. (laughs) (laughs) Now what probably doesn't pop up on the screen there, or it does not Um, is the fact of, if you're listening to this, it's a picture of Perry and he photoshopped in one of his buddies at some point, uh, a huge like devilish. So he's got his arm around a friend of his, but it looks like he's got his arm around the devil in like a, you know, a meet and greet pic. And it's an hilarious picture. (laughs) It's awesome. And um, if you, if you're surprised at the fact that not the joke wasn't taken well by quite a few people, (laughs) <laughs> oh, uh, last i saw it had two thousand comments yeah um you know so Mark well it's of the devil too moment. and we shouldn't laugh right. about that no never um i let's take a
0: moment before just we acknowledge it yeah yeah <sighs> anyway uh what would you say was the number what would you say was like the biggest uh, uh, the, like an overarching theme to the negative comments that he got? Like if you could boil them down, cause there were a lot of different comments, but they were all kind of that, that idea.
1: Um, the checkout line at Walmart really ticked off a lot of people um, <laughs> because I don't know about you. People love the Walmart. line. <laughs> um, like, cats, it's the one Catherine. thing that
0: gets me through life.
1: Yeah. Cats have really made a comeback in America, um, especially the hairless ones. <laughs> so, so that was unnecessary. Would you have a hairless I mean. cat in your house? I might. Just to just to freak out the neighbors? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And then Halloween, it would be amazing to wear the gray suit, shave my head bald, and just pet the cat with the evil laugh. Absolutely. Uh, that's a reference for some of you that are dated. But... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That'll be when we hit one billion views. Um, <laughs> so I bet you'll get a gold finger when you do that. Yes, so, <laughs> so obviously, it was the political joke about Nancy Pelosi being the Speaker of the House, right? Um, so, oh, there's so many angles to go with this. So I'm going to let you start because you're the more
0: sensical one. Well, I'm just like yeah. When you see stuff like that, you you know exactly. I wanted to see first of all i wanted to see what he was going to do with it right because when you post something and it's just for fun everybody knew this was just for fun it was obviously a photoshopped he was giving a list of things that you know we're going to get people to laugh should have gotten people to laugh and instead out of the woodwork come these people who are obviously following his page who wanted and here they said things like you know, I thought you were a pastor. I love that one, right? I love right. that one. I thought you were a pastor, or how is that the love of Christ, or this, that, or the other thing? As if, again, you're not, you're never allowed to say something funny about Democrats, um, which is essentially what it was. Because if he'd done it about, if, he'd, if it had been about Trump, then there would have been no issues. Um, yep. But, you know, that, that you're not allowed to say these things, A, because you represent Christ, and two, because somebody might be offended that you would that you would ever do that, and then throw in your average Romans thirteen reference, you know, to honoring the government, and you, you know, it's just like I don't know, I don't know where you people live, but I'm glad I I'm glad I don't live in your house. Like you must be no fun at par- I bet people don't even invite you to parties because. Anywhere where people are laughing, joking, having a good time, but w- what the heck is it in people's minds that makes them think they should jump onto the comment section in a, in a, in a post that's just, it was just for fun. It was just funny and make yeah. it all serious and virtue signal as if you never tell jokes and you never laugh about anything. Right. Um, you know, I remember, can I tell a story? Well, no, I won't. I'll tell this story later. Let's stay on Perry ah. Noble for a minute. What What do you? How how would you respond to that? I
1: I think you have to be honest with yourself. There's so many different angles there. Mark nailed. First off, I can't believe a pastor would do this. Why don't you do me a favor and tell me what a qualification of a pastor is in your eyes. So that way I can fit your box because obviously you're a genius and you're so godly that you know what a pastor should do. All right. Um, Newsflash. If a pastor has kids, he's having sex with his wife. If a pastor is a human being, he's, <laughs> you know. Nice assumption um, there,
0: Nate. Yeah, he's,
1: he's passing gas. He's doing all the things that normal people do. He's making stupid jokes. He's cussing at people in traffic. He's, you know, watching stupid videos online like the rest of us. He's just a normal human being. Guess what? He also has a political um, viewpoint, just like every other American. Yep. So is he allowed to have a political viewpoint? No. Well, if your answer is no, then you better it better legitimately be no. But right. more than likely, is it's well he is as long as it meets my viewpoint. Exactly. Right? Yep. So keep sc- even if I I follow pastors who would make jokes the exact opposite way. Guess what? When they get that way and they make a joke politically on the other side, I usually just keep scrolling. I don't need to 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 flood their inbox so that their assistant has to deal with all of my nonsense on why you know. Um, right. they need to change their view on whatever. So, yeah. Um, you know, what is okay with you? Can also make a joke back in the comments if you wanted because he made a joke, you could make a joke, right? Yep, <laughs> but for, there were some people in the comments that said looks like he's back on the bottle. Yeah, that is the absolute again, way too far. Somebody went to rehab, all right. They 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 lost their first marriage, they almost lost absolutely everything that the world had to offer is some people get in substance abuse problems and it takes their life. Right. So if somebody actually went to rehab to better themselves to make a joke about that, I think you're one of the lowest level people on the earth. Also, you're not a good comedian. Cause you took the lowest hanging fruit out there, right? Right. You're, you're just an absolute buffoon. So that's, uh, that. that's too far. Um, the Romans 13 crowd, Again, if you can lay that out for me and how you followed it to a T exactly right for the last president and this right. president, I exactly. would love to see your synopsis, but more than likely your view on Romans 13 changes every 4 to 8 years just like every other moronic Christian out there, okay? Yep. So, um I don't want to hear Romans 13 from you mainly because you don't care about the Bible and what it means. Right. <laughs> especially for that chapter, okay? Nope. Um, And just, is the guy allowed to tell a joke? If he was my pastor, Mark, and this is just something that I, I thought about, and I honestly thought it went too far because I could see the viewpoint of someone saying, look, I like jokes, Pastor. I think, though, honestly, you went too far. Would I make a fool of myself publicly? No, I think I would try to find a way to talk to him privately and say, hey, I know you were just joking. I know your heart. But, you know, when you word things like that, it turns off half the room. Here's the thing. I don't know. I don't think it really does turn off half the room. I think it turns off 10% of the people that are just, you wouldn't want to hang out with them anyway. Right. Yeah. Another story. There's been a video going around. This is not a comical one. Some pastor somewhere that went viral in the church world. And I saw someone share this within the past month. It's coming back around where a pastor tells a story about how he was Walking around Chipotle, and he saw a guy, and he thought the guy was homeless, and he thought I'm going to help this man. So he brings the guy into Chipotle. He says, "Hey, man, I'm going to buy you a burrito." You know, well the guy does what a lot of people do that you try to help. He just starts taking full advantage. So he's like, "Yeah, I want double steak, and I want guac, and I want you know." And so the pastor is telling the story, and he's trying to use humor in the story yep. again mm-hmm. to let people know where he was at and he's like double steak i don't even let my wife get double steak and then he's like guac it's not even her birthday or something along the lines where he's trying to get the crowd to realize like i wanted to help this man and now i'm ticked off because this guy's taking advantage of me Mm -hmm. then the next morning he wakes up and he realizes if he truly did it in the love of christ it wouldn't have been about him that he would have said hey man if I was truly Jesus, like I portrayed myself to be, I would have said, Come on in, get you a burrito. And I would have, instead of him asking, I would have said, You want double? You want this? You want guac? You want, because that's what he believed Jesus would have done. Right. Right. Mark, I made the mistake. I started reading the comments. Oh,
0: always a mistake. And
1: about 15 comments down, there's some lady. And again, I have to think, Are these people real? And she comments and says, this is why I have a problem with Christian men. Mm -hmm. The way that he talked about his wife and how he would not allow her to get double steak. And I'm thinking, what made you from that think he doesn't let his wife get double steak at Chipotle. Right. And he's telling a joke. Right. It's just funny. (laughs) And I just thought to myself,
0: why? Yeah. Well, there's so much projection, right? Like you're uptight like you're a miserable person yeah like you're miserable and you project that on everybody else like this is why i have a problem with christian pastors like you would be surprised how many of them don't care yeah i mean they're glad that you're not i'll never go to church again they'll be rejoicing in heaven over that decision like (laughs) thank god you're not going to church again like you're the most miserable human being and you you just nobody can have fun nobody can laugh nobody can enjoy themselves I mean, I have, you are the reason I have problem, I have a problem with some Christians. How about that? Because like, you're no fun at all to be around. And humor is a way like this guy is, I don't, I didn't see that video, but we've seen that kind of stuff. I've done it. You've done it. We see it. He's also using humor to acknowledge that sometimes when you have the best intentions, like it still can be like unexpected and difficult and humor is a way to draw attention to something in you know rather than being angry about it you get people to laugh about it and they're like oh yeah something like that happened to me too and then while you're while you're laughing and joking you could be like but you know what jesus still wants us to help people so you've laughed you've had a good time and then you're able to give a little bit of a little bit of truth and um we have to be able we have to be able to do that i remember in college at uh one of, the, uh, one of the young men um, was going around uh, using the, I'm sorry, I, we may have to bleep this out, Nate, and I'm having trouble saying this word out loud, but he he said fart out loud. Even saying that, like my heart is racing now, just even having to say that word out loud. Give me a second. But he said it, and he said it more than once, and and each time it was like a dagger to the to the chest, and man, and and I don't want to say for sure, but this is the same guy that I'm pretty sure used to use the word dookie, and uh, the F and the D word, F and D, yep, it was. Anyway, he did this for a couple of days, and he made the mistake of saying that. Even our Chancellor probably farted. shameful, shameful. The they called a meeting of the men the well the boys, the boys dorm, the boys the boys the, boy, the men boy the man boy dorm, and uh, we were told by the Dean of men at that time in no uncertain terms that this was inappropriate because men of God, I'm getting choked up, even just remembering it men of God, don't fart. <laughs> he said, I mean, I'm laughing, but it's just my emotions. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just get, it's hard, right? Because oh," he said, men of God, don't fart. And it, I knew at that moment that I could never be one. A man of God. I I desperately wanted to fart in that moment. And I knew that God could never use me, Nate. And people are laughing, but it's not funny because it's true. Like men of God, don't fart. He said it like dead seriously, too. Like more than once. And this was the dean of men. The dean of men.
1: How did we ever? Okay, side joke. How did we ever take these idiots seriously? I have no I'll idea. Like, it. I think. I How don't the heck know. did I ever let you control my life? And why did I ever take any of your advice? Because I don't have any alone. idea.
0: You know, but we're all just sitting there like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had the privilege of being a teenager underneath a pastor who I believe was a man of God who used to take all the boys. We would go hunting. We would go camping and yeah. we would sit around a campfire eating beans and having a farting contest. Right. So, I mean, and this is the man who married my wife and I, and I know he loved the Lord. He was a good man. And, but he was just a dude. He was a dude. And when he did dude things, we laughed about it. We laughed about it. I mean, he would laugh at himself. Like this is, I think this would be the thing. We're never going to gain, regain a sense of humor in society until people start learning to laugh at themselves again right you have to learn to laugh at yourself and this pastor he would stand up he stood up one day and he he was always getting his words wrong I mean he had such a grasp of the English language but like he was telling story he would do it more than once but I remember he was telling stories one Sunday morning uh in church and he was talking about having when he was a missionary at this tropical island and there were all these jellyfish out there and he said jellyfish you know they're really amazing because you know they're floating around in the water and their testicles are hanging down." And then he realized what he had said, and people are gasping and laughing. And our assistant pastor just about fell out of the front pew laughing. And then he's like, wait, what did I say? And then somebody said, he said, oh, no. And we laughed for like five minutes in church about that. And I loved him for that. Yeah. Because I've also sat in services where the man of God makes a faux pas and then gets angry at people for daring to laugh about it. It's like we are we are just absolutely flawed human beings we do some of the dumbest funniest things right and i loved my pastor for being willing to laugh at himself to laugh at himself i tried to learn from that like when i when i preach almost all of the humor is 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 aimed at something stupid that i did yeah because what do you have to lose I you know, laugh about things. Just laugh and learn to laugh at yourself. But um okay, let me ask this then Nate for the still Karen's. Shook. Um what uh how do how do how do we know when humor goes too far? I'll give you the hard question.
1: I'm still um You're still man. thinking about farting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that meeting. I was. I'm sorry that was a year I wasn't there because I. Oh, I mean, and even with that, right? Like you're thinking to yourself, okay, you want to get all the guys together and say, "Look, guys, you know we get it. You're all young men, but while you're here, let's maybe these conversations aren't the best in that forum. Whatever, whatever. But to say something so asinine, here we go again. Oh. So, but how do you know when something went too far? Well, I think. Number one, if you wouldn't say it in front of the person's face. So um, if they were or in the room, what I mean by that is, you know, like I mentioned with the John Chris guy about when he when he made that. um, He said, look, he goes, I I tell jokes about people all the time. Yeah. But one of the funniest jokes he ever told um, as far as on a church level was when Andy Stanley was going through his issues with people saying he was a heretic because he some of the comments he made about the Old Testament were taken out of context. Yep. And he was speaking at this big conference where all the big name pastors were there. they wanted John Chris to come out and tell some jokes. And one of the jokes he told was he goes, you know, when I was walking backstage, I saw every pastor, you know, and um, Craig Groeschel was reading his Bible and he named the other guys. And he said, and then I went to walk by Andy Stanley's room and um, you know, and, and I asked him, Hey Andy, why aren't you reading the Bible like the other pastors? And Andy looked at me and said, john what's a bible (laughs) (laughs) and and uh but andy stanley he's told john later he said i love that so much because when you told that joke what ended up happening was is it broke the ice with the entire crowd and john goes i told that joke because how stupid is it to think Andy Stanley doesn't know the Bible, or what right. made the whole crowd laugh, and it broke the ice. Yeah, so to tell a joke like that in front of somebody's face is absolutely um, something where you know it's in good nature. Yeah. Now, some jokes obviously you can't say with somebody in there, but it's like, hey, would you be afraid to say it if they were there? If not, then you know it went too far. And I'm talking in a public forum. Right. I don't mean telling a joke one on one with a friend behind the scenes. Right. I think another one is is that. If you tell a joke, and you can tell it genuinely hurts somebody, you know, have the decency to go yeah. up to them one on one and own yep. it. And if it was bad enough that it that it needs a public apology, get up the next time and admit, say, "Hey, I thought I was being funny. I went too far, and I just want you to know that I shouldn't have said it the way I said it." Or uh, not even that, but I, I went too far, and I want you to know I'm publicly acknowledging that. Yeah. But I think that's how you would know if it went too far is if you're causing somebody else harm. Yeah. Now, again, I think it's something where a majority of the people in a room would agree that you hurt people. Right. If it's just one person who's always mad and complaining, yep. I'm sorry, but, you know, I'm not going to change the world for you. And that's the problem that we have is that we've allowed Twitter, which is 3% of the population of the world. To dictate policy for everyone else and everyone is looking at this going this is absolutely insane yeah i mean for the pride flag to go from what was it like five colors or something again get mad at me i don't know sorry i don't know it but the latest pride flag that just came out looks like a kaleidoscope right i mean even if and i can't picture this (laughs) i know somebody will make a joke but even if I was in that community, I know nothing about that community. I, you know, it's not something that intrigues me to even find out. Okay. But even if I was in that community, you can't tell me that all the people in that community aren't even thinking, what is this garbage we have now ascribed ourselves yeah, to? This, right? Yeah. Right. Now this, this is just getting gone, crazy. This right? has gone too crazy. And yep. I think in the church world, where Mark and I are trying to say we think it's gone too crazy is, the normal people are afraid to speak and tell jokes that would actually help people. And the old guys, oddly enough, Mark, the old farts who never farted, they're allowed to say <laughs> that's the all most... they have
0: is old farts. They've been hanging yeah. on to them.
1: <laughs> they're allowed to say the most homophobic, racist, right. ridiculous things that they're masking as jokes, and and they're ruining it for everybody. Yep. I mean you know so
0: yeah i think we have to be able to address address humor you know something that i have to remember sometimes too though is i will often laugh at a joke told by someone i like and criticize the same joke told by someone i don't and i think that's i think that's worth mentioning and and worth self-reflection you know yeah before we before we criticize you know on those certain twitter platforms and social media platforms where they're constantly using different clips from different preachers um, there's a lot of hypocrisy there like you don't like the guy or the guys i get that but the very things that they're saying that you know everybody in the room is laughing about and you're acting all offended about you'd laugh about it if it wasn't them saying it now sometimes yeah. you wouldn't but you know there's a fair amount of it it's just you know you don't think the joke's funny because you don't like the person um, you yeah. so I mean, humor is nuanced. It's not just a, you know, it's not just a, a simple thing. I mean, because humanity is not simple. But I agree with you. You know, uh, that I think I would agree with you if I remembered what you said. I just totally <laughs> blanked on what you said. <laughs> I blanked on. What, I was just thinking about old farts that made me think back. What I said was like a fart in the wind. <laughs> like a fart in the wind. Uh, my fart will go on. All that kind of. That's a, that was a top ten song. Um, um, so here's our second episode we had a poop episode now we have a fart episode sorry ladies um but i think that i think you said about you know if you wouldn't say it in front of someone you know maybe it went too far i agree with that um i think sometimes again it goes to knowing your audience uh to the best of your ability know why you're there know who it is that you're talking to and just if you're going to engage in humor accept the fact that you're going to offend somebody And then you can deal with that whether or not it was a legitimate offense apologize if it wasn't as hard as it is you know don't let them steal your joy also i I think one of the things that one of my mentors taught me i've always had i've always been cynical sarcastic um my humor isn't like you know three men walked into a bar kind of humor it's like off the cuff kind of stuff like yours is and it's it was easy as a young as a young man as a teenager to use that to tear people down. Right. And my mentor was one of the funniest men I ever knew one of the just he was one of the best people. And I'm thankful that he saw something in me. And he took the time rather than just like blowing me out of the water. He took time to teach me that God gave you humor to help people. And laughter does help people. So make sure that when you're telling jokes, it's not just so people can think you're the funniest one in the room or so you can put someone else down. He said, the Bible says that all of our words should be able to be used to build people up. And that includes the funny words too. So I think that's a good, I think that's a good rule of thumb is, is your heart, I want to help people. You know, If I can get them to laugh about this, it's why marriage jokes yeah. are still funny after all these years because everybody knows marriage is brutal and if you can laugh about it you can get through another day but if you wind up in a place where you're not allowed to make jokes about the obvious difficulties and just nonsense that goes on in marriage you are in a i mean i think sometimes that's where abuse kicks in because people are going to deal emotionally with what's happening i think laughter is one of the biggest safety valves we have in society just learn to laugh um yeah And, uh, if it goes too far, apologize. Yeah, definitely apologize. I don't know that I would agree with you. And this may be the first episode we've ever disagreed on. I don't know that I would agree, or if I didn't understand you correctly about, you you know, maybe going up to someone, you you know, later and saying, look, I know that, you know, you had best intentions or not. Um, I, I don't know that I've ever done that with, with someone. I mean, if they're up in public putting themselves out there and they yeah. say something that might've gone too far, I tend to just be like, that was a little bit too far. I'll just try not to make sure I don't make that same mistake. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know that it does any good, um, unless it's, I guess, unless it's an egregious thing, right? Like if, it's, if it is so over the top bad, but then I'm like, probably someone else is going to say something to them. It's not going right. to be me. Um, I never have either. I'm not, I okay. was saying
1: if, if if it came from the point of, if you felt like you had, okay. to, like oh, if you yeah. were like, you know, or you're filling a guy in on something that he may not know as an inside joke somewhere else, yep. or I think that's more needful, but yeah, I, yeah. as far as personally, like, oh, you heard something that upset you go tell him instantly. I mean, right. come on, sleep on it. The next day you might not care. Right. Um, also, you know, humor, humor. Yeah, it's a great tool. It's also a great weapon.
0: Absolutely.
1: Um, the last funeral that I did, I did for a lady that I, I pastored for years. She had passed away. They wanted me to do the funeral. Literally, the day I moved to Texas was I did the funeral, went back to my house, slept for a couple hours, grabbed the animals, what was roughly in the car and left. But at her funeral, I kind of got the room to laugh a little bit because this lady was a phenomenal lady, but man, Mark, she was a little bit stubborn Mm. and everyone that knew her knew it. Like when she had her mind made up about something. So I even, I laid the groundwork and I was like, Hey, I'm going to say something that you got to hear me out. Because when I say this, you're immediately going to think, I can't believe he said this at her funeral. I'm like, but you know, and I mentioned her name and I said, she was a little bit stubborn at times. And then you could hear a little bit of chuckle. And I said, wait a minute, I'm a pastor. This is a church. She was steadfast. And then the whole, (laughs) then the whole room, you could tell like this greater laughter. But then I mentioned how that stubbornness was also what she needed to get her through her life and mentioned some of the hardships in her life. Yeah. Afterwards, I had a guy come up to me and he goes, where are you pastoring now? And I'm like, listen, I didn't give him the whole story, but I'm like, yeah, I'm not, I'm actually moving. I'm good. And he goes, and he he goes, listen, man. He goes, that was probably, he goes, I know this is going to sound weird. He goes, but that was probably the nicest and best funeral I've ever been at. But I think it was because I was able to take the humor of something in this lady's life, take what could be perceived as a weakness, use some humor and then turn it as a strength and let everybody in the room know, okay, he's just a regular guy out there. He's not trying to give me some biblical puke yep and he's acknowledging who this lady truly was yep i think though with humor like you said too much of it you know um to to use another analogy to protect your house you probably need a gun yeah you might not need a cannon right (laughs) um you know things along those lines so if if all you're doing is up there like yeah no doubt shooting daggers at people you're probably trying too hard right um and are you trying to help, or are you just past the point where now you're turning it into a show? So i I would agree on that level as far as like you know, use it. Number one, if you know how. Um, number two, if it's truly who you are. Yeah. And then I think the third thing would be, you know, are you using it for your self glorification or using it to actually help the world and the, the in the crowd around you? Yeah. I think a lot of and this is where you know when Jesus said some of the things in scripture, there's a lot of times you or I wouldn't catch the humor because we weren't around that day. We didn't know straining at gnats, swallowing camels, things, things along those lines. I think it was meant to kind of get a little bit of a, of a chuckle and a little bit more of a, let's think about this humor for a second, as opposed to, you know, just beating people over the head, like some of our rougher crowd would want to think. So, um, I don't know. I, I think that that's where, But, um,
0: I think sometimes when it comes to,
1: sorry,
0: go ahead. No, you have a question. Did you say my
1: question as a kick to you is what you're about to say is this also does a guy or lady for that matter, have the ability to make a mistake? Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, well,
0: literally they don't, but they should. Yeah. Like love covers a multitude of sins. Like have fervent charity among yourself. We should be able to sit there in a church service when a pastor, you know, who's trying. You have if you've never done it, you don't know how hard this is and how difficult it is. Looking at some of the faces they look at, and maybe they're nervous or or whatever, and they they blow it. They tell a joke that's not funny, or they yeah. tell one that's a little bit you know inappropriate, and um, that should be the time when you're just like, I love the guy. You know, I love the I love her. I love him. And I'm just gonna let that go. It's not worth getting getting worked up about. I love them for trying. Um, I think the reason why people like that, that funeral service, at least that one guy did. I don't know if anybody else did, but the reason why that one guy did was because of the of that use of of humor, there's a reason that both human and humor start with the same three letters. I mean, it is it is Part of our makeup, and I, you know, when you listen to a pastor at a funeral, and he never tells to tell a joke about the person in the casket coming from someone who didn't know them, that's a little that's a little off. Right. But when when you're someone that knew it, and everybody in that room knew this person, they want you to help them remember them, and that includes the things that we all knew about this person in their life. You know, like yeah. I'm not going to make a saint out of them. They had strong opinions and sometimes they were a pain in the butt i've said things just like that and people just start laughing it's it's like a again a relief valve like yeah. yeah that's right they were such a pain in the butt sometimes man did we love them and you know that's that that's just the nature of humanity some of the times in our background i don't know that i've heard it in other denominations it probably exists but in the fundamentalist tradition. I don't know, the first place I heard it was with Jack Hiles, and then everybody else trying to, trying to, you know, copy him. Humor in, you could almost, t- you knew what kind of humor you were going to hear at every conference you went to, it was always going to be the guy behind the platform, trying to use humor as subtle digs to tear everyone else down. You know, yeah. he's so stupid, he's so ugly, he's this, he's that. And it stopped being funny for me a long time ago because you guys never you can't even take a joke about yourself you never tell a joke about yourself everything's about making other people look less than you and maybe i'm judging there i could be wrong but it's like when's the last time you told a joke about something stupid you said where you weren't the hero you were actually the idiot you know tell me that because that'll make me love you because you know what i'm an idiot i do and say stupid things in public and I just wanna know that someone else knows how that feels. And I think humor does that. Humor connects us if we're willing to just take a chill pill. Uh, is that a modern reference, Nate? Do people still say, do they still sell chill pills? I don't, I, don't, I don't know, but take one. If you find one, take it. Don't even pay for it, just take it. Because ah, it's so frustrating trying to share things that make people laugh. I'm not even sure that you can do it online anymore. Um, without it, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's almost hopeless. You Karens have just about ruined society for everyone. I hope you're happy curses on you and on your cows. Uh, I just, it just drives me up a wall when, when every joke that is told, there is someone somewhere who theoretically could be offended by it. I accept that, but, um, you know you talked about bub i when i get together with people who don't really know our family that well and they start talking about our daughter who's adopted and has some special uh, challenges i will tell stories that when they happened they weren't funny at all but looking back i can use them as humorous sure. stories and i don't want that person to start then mocking and making fun of my daughter but right. It's funny. I mean, you're either going to laugh about it or cry about it. I do both, right? Um, and so, yeah. And, you know, when Nate and I talk, we, we tell some stories, you know, and I think we do a little bit of both. But this episode is a little bit rambling because it's such a, it's such a big topic. I think my heart, I don't know about Nate's, my heart is just to tell people, look, just breathe. It's yeah. okay to laugh again. And just because your pastor tells jokes in the pulpit doesn't make him a bad guy. And everyone, if he's, trying his, if he's trying his best, and you know his heart, give him a break. But if you find someone that's just all the time policing everybody's humor, telling us that we shouldn't ever laugh about anything, ah, just knock that stuff off. Just stop it. Please stop it. It's like you people that every time there's Memorial Day, you have to flood your Facebook pages with pictures of cemeteries and tell me that it's wrong for me to enjoy the freedoms with hamburgers and hot dogs like i know that people died for my freedom what what the heck do you think they died for so that i would just sit around and and i mean i can't think of anything if i died for someone's freedom i'd like to think if i'm in the afterlife and i'm looking down to look at people just having a blast on memorial day weekend and or on Veterans Day, but specifically Memorial Day is, is the one, right? Like, this isn't a time for levity. This is exactly the time for levity. However, I know that if I lost my son in the war last year, I, I know that this Memorial Day wouldn't be levity for me. But that doesn't mean I get to go on social media and tell everyone else who is taking full advantage of the freedom that my son's life paid for, knock it off, stop it. Don't you know that that's insensitive? It's just like, both of these things rejoicing and weeping rejoicing and weeping they're always happening simultaneously and to to go to one extreme or another all the time is just an imbalance so my heart is just like let humor back into your life just try it and go a little bit too far sometimes and back it up and apologize and you know learn again how to laugh and please send nate and i an email to let us know how offended you were at something we said today please Please do that. Nate, you take us home.
1: Well, Mark and the chill pill. He obviously doesn't care about the opioid epidemic. Not a bit. Um, Actually, you know, I do. And, yeah, I know. It's a... Uh, dang, we got to get serious. So, serious. Here, let me help you. Okay. We need to balance out. No, um, no, no. <laughs> It, it's so true mark a lot of what you were just saying and look sometimes it's okay if you're also not a funny person right and you're more of a somber serious you don't have to tell jokes to fit in i mean you don't have to i think that's something that um you see someone who's a great communicator comedian and you're like i want to be like that guy so you tell some of his stuff if it's not you it's fine right but you know, if you hear something that went too far, maybe sleep on it, maybe you were also having an off day and what was funny yesterday won't be funny today. Um, Things going along those lines, but um, don't hesitate to stop and think sometimes about how you need a good laugh and in crazy situations, you know, laughing and crying, they both can sometimes be equally as helpful because they're both emotions and you know, have I heard some pastors go too far? Absolutely. Um, for instance, sometimes you'll see at the beginning, you know, Mark will sometimes, uh, I think it was last episode that we did um, where we were talking about just like talking with our wives. And I, I had said something like, you know. What did you and your wife my, do last night? I was uh, with my wife last night and, and Mark Marco's easy, easy. Okay. <laughs> he's he's making a joke about what every married couple you know, every Friday gets to do once a month or something. Um, But overall, (laughs) but but overall, he's just trying to make a joke, right? Of of a real life situation. I've also heard some pastors and I'm just telling this and and I thought it was crude. One guy one time was like, yeah, me and my wife and they had just been married and he was a pastor, but he got remarried. And he's like, you know, we just turned charismatic because now we speak in tongues. And I'm like, yeah, I think that went
0: yeah, a little gross. You know, yeah,
1: you went to a joke where you went to a point where, dude, nah, I'm, you know. Right. But again, do I need to block him and delete him forever? Yes. No. You know, <laughs> I, according to Mark, yes, for other reasons. No. But if he if he said it again, or if the next right. time I heard him, he did the same, maybe I'd say, you know, obviously the guy needs some help. Hopefully, somebody can help him. But right. I think he probably just in the moment was trying to be funny. Maybe forgot where he was. Yeah. Um, and. Took it too far everybody and misses yeah everybody misses at times everybody goes a bit too far and not every joke is always going to land the way that you want it to yep. um with different people so but if you're going to be the type of person who wants to cancel people left and right and here's where i think mark as we close out and i know we're going to talk about this in detail later the church the reason why this is on the hideous prize i think the church caused part of this problem i agree There is nothing that the left is doing right now that the church didn't start. The church started boycotting and hating and throwing people out of churches years ago. If you didn't fit what they wanted in their mold and the way that they said they were tossed aside, it was the exact opposite of the grace that they were preaching and you're paying the price for it. And right now there's so many people, part of the tolerant left who are canceling people, tossing them out, who... Um, you know, if they ever go to church, the pastor makes one comment that they don't like, and they are judge, jury, and executioner. And they're no different than the fundamentalism that we saw. Mm -hmm. And we're just trying to say, look, don't write people off. And if the situation's crazy, let's joke about it. I mean, if we're all at, at Thanksgiving and we're all looking around and it's awkward because someone showed up that is just, you know, the mood has just changed. Why can't somebody make a joke? We're all thinking it. We're all experiencing it. Yep. Why can't we bring levity to a situation? Why do we have to constantly find the need to make something over serious? Yep. Ladies, if your mother-in-law is a pain in the neck, like every other mother-in-law, make a joke about it. Absolutely. I mean, if your husband gets mad, he'll get over it. Um, So, but these are things that everyone's dealing with. Where, That's exactly right. Um you know it's you have to be willing to bring humor into your life because if you don't, I think you'll go insane. yep,
0: um, you know I, I, yeah, I would only throw in because I do all this I do a lot of work with our local first responders, and I some of you watching maybe do that as well, but i I get to be behind the red and blue lights on the worst of the calls, the ones that you're cursing because the traffic's backed up, like I'm on the other side of that. And You're like, well, just be thankful that you're not the person that had the accident. And it is very, very serious. And a lot of the work that I do is serious, but I can tell you that some people would be very offended if they got to go across that line. And yeah. while there is death and gore and destruction 20 feet away, first responders and troopers. Who are dealing with that, seeing that and processing it, you're also going to see people laughing. They're not laughing about what's happening. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm absolutely not saying that. But humor is a way of dealing with, with trauma and with difficult things. And you hang around, go hang around a fire station or an EMS station. And these people have seen things that if you've not, if you've not been in that or been in the military, you have no idea just how traumatic what they see and deal with is and you will find some of the darkest, most irreverent humor that would offend the sensibilities of an average person. But it's how they coalesce. It's how they deal. Humor is a a way for them to let off steam. And uh, it doesn't always have to be dark like that. But I I think that's what Nate is. And I've been trying to say in part is that, like he said, you'll go insane. Humor helps you laugh i'll 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 say this and we'll say goodbye i remember watching when i was still hardcore ifb which maybe i wasn't because i was watching uh bill gaither uh the gaither family reunion thing and mark lowry um was up telling a joke about his ifb past and he was making some joke about salvation and and he said you know and i'm luckier than you pentecostals because i can't lose my salvation and they pan to the crowd, to to one of the guys in the Gaither group who, who is in that group that thinks you can lose your salvation. And he's laughing, like he's la- because everybody knew Mark's not taken. he's taken a shot, but it's a good natured shot. Like they're, they're a family. They're just, they're yeah. getting along together. And I'm like, man, I, I, we need more of that. Like Democrats make fun of Republicans. Republicans make, don't fight over Thanksgiving dinner, find reasons to make fun of each other over Thanksgiving dinner and laugh about it together. If you struggle with your weight, I I, I applaud you for trying to do better, but learn to laugh about it. I mean, we've forgotten Santa Claus is a jolly old fat man. And, you know, I I wish there were more fat, jolly people. I mean, we could use more of that. Uh, But if you're a toothpick and you're skinny, then learn to laugh about that too. I mean, it is what you can't necessarily change it overnight. So use some humor to laugh about it. People will love you. You'll actually learn to love yourself more. And then Nate and I won't have to get on here and talk about things like this. If you would just listen to us now. Anyway, say goodbye, Nate.
1: Goodbye. No, uh, (laughs) goodbye, Nate. (laughs) Goodbye, Nate. (laughs) Uh, Mark's Mark's (laughs) spot on there. And we just, we just want you to know it's okay to, to enjoy life. It's okay to laugh in situations where maybe you think, is this right? Is it wrong? Um, and, and just not be afraid to use the humor that you've been given. Mm-hmm. And if it goes too far and you make a mistake, get back up and try again the next day. Yep. Um, but realize that you're not a bad person. And you're also, though, suppressing, I believe, and this could be a dangerous thing. You're suppressing a tool that I believe has been given to you to help you get through the unexplainable. Life is, you know, we love to share stuff on Facebook that is just, we think it's helpful, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, someone shared something the other day that was like, anything that you that causes you to pray is a blessing. I think that's horse manure. I really do. I, I think that that's absolutely. Horse pucky. You know, and because there's some things in this life that I don't think are a blessing if I have to pray. Nope. I don't. And I, and I think, you know, I think that that's meant for the person who, didn't get a raise that thought that they were going to get a raise, but they still make a livable wage. Yeah. Right. But it was never meant for the person who experienced extreme trauma. Right. Who's like, Oh, I just lost my leg in an accident, but this is a blessing because now I can pray, you know? And I think that it's that type of mentality that is crushing and crippling Christianity yep. and making so many thought out people say, you guys don't laugh. You're illogical the things that you preach and teach are just sold out lies that don't allow people to actually think or ask questions through. Yep. And, and, and I think that humor is one of the tools to let people know, you know what? I'm just an average guy. I'm done with this. As we closed out last night, we got our family pictures. I mentioned that literally at one point, the late, the photographer, this is 100% serious. She said to me, as she looked at me, she said, is that your normal face or do you always just look like you're in pain? That is 100% the exact wording that she gave to me. I love okay? that. And that's where in my mind, I'm like, nope, just an overflow of the life I've been given, ma'am. You know, <laughs> like, <laughs> and, and then, um, and I did a few other parts with it where she actually laughed because it's humorous, right? Like yeah. no man wants to take pictures in a field at the right lighting and time of day, especially while his autistic kid is in the middle of a cold, coughing and sneezing and rubbing snot everywhere. Yep. I mean, it, just, it Sounds like a fun time to me. But it's humor is what's gonna make people understand, okay, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be relatable. And when I share that, so far I put that story on landmark and I've actually had people react with laughing some liking, I haven't checked it there. But if you knew the viewpoints of all the different people that thought that that was funny, some are atheists, some are far left, some are far right, some are hardcore Christians, some are like liberal Christians, but you know what humor did? It brought us all in the same room for a moment, and it made us all laugh at the same thing. Why? Because we're all people, Yep. and if I would have got up there and posted some ridiculous picture and said, I'm just hashtag blessed to be with my family... It's garbage. Nobody thinks it's true. I'm sorry. You know, yes, your girlfriends love it, but deep down they're just jealous. Okay? Just jealous. <laughs> so, so use humor. It's a gift that's been given. Absolutely.
0: I can't say anything else to that. And we that's have, right. we have taken all of your time that we have a right to take and then some. So, um, the obligatory, please uh, like, share, subscribe. Uh, share these on social media on uh, different platforms. Help us to get there. Uh, my next goal is for us to get to 50 subscribers on YouTube. It's a big, it'd be a big step for us, and I hope you can help us to get there. Uh, we know that we know we think that what we're doing is important. We hope you feel the same. And uh, if you do, again, click like, subscribe, share, send us an email: the at gmail.com And uh, if you have a question for us, maybe one of these weeks. Nate and I will do like a whole question and answer episode, which with the current level of questions we're getting, will be the shortest episode we've ever done. But um, we would take any questions that you send to us. We just reserve the right to ignore them and not answer them. But we'll try to answer them if they're if they're reasonable questions and if they're not too hard for us. So there you go. But seriously, we'd love to hear from you. Feedback is uh, mostly welcome. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next time around. Peace.